Welcome to this week's edition of the All Saints Lutheran Church podcast. All Saints is a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We are located in Davenport, Iowa. Each week we bring you the digital edition of the weekly sermon. Enjoy! The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and to not lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And, when, and yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. At this time, I would invite the children to come forward with a parent, please. <coughs> come on. Come on. We'll wait. Come on. Do you guys want to come on up? Nope, you're cool there? All right, you can see pretty good from there anyway, can't you? All right, today Matt just read a couple lessons about praying. How many of you say bedtime prayers? Do you see bedtime prayers? Do you? Do you have a special prayer you say every time at bedtime? No? Yeah? What is it, Dad? The Lord's Prayer. You say the Lord's Prayer at bedtime. Awesome. Do you have prayers you say at mealtime? Yeah? What's the prayer you say at mealtime? Is it, come Lord Jesus, be our guest? Let these, how do you end it? Let these gifts to us be blessed, or do you say something different? A different way, or is that the way? That's the way, okay. Do you guys do a prayer at mealtime? Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> Daddy's got to tell. Yeah, because you just all of a sudden got shy. <laughs> uh huh. Okay, okay. That mommy learned as she was a little girl, and we do sometimes come Lord Jesus. Sometimes we go do the Superman grace. Sometimes we do Johnny Appleseed. Sometimes we do all kinds of different things when we pray. When do you pray? Are there other times that you pray? Jasmine, do you ever pray at school when you're right before a test? No, never, because you know you're going to ace your test and you're, you're all good and covered, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, anybody else ever pray real quietly at school? Like, I hope it's a good day. Don't let that person bother me. Yeah, you pray at school sometimes. Maybe where nobody sees you, but you, sometimes maybe you pray at school. I bet mommies and daddies pray at work sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that John prays from hospital room to hospital room. 
that's part of his ministry as, as a physical therapist, my guess is he very quietly, without his patients knowing, and I bet John prays for his patients a lot. Well, I spend a lot of time praying too, and not just because I'm a pastor, but I do. I have prayers that I do morning, afternoon, and evening. And did you know that I pray for every one of you every single day? I do. I pray for all of you by name, every member of this congregation, everybody who's on our sick list, all of our children that are here. I pray for all of you by name every single day, and I lift your name up in prayer. How does that make you feel when somebody prays for you? Is that kind of a good feeling? It is, isn't it? It's nice to know that people pray for you and that you have, are being lifted up to God. Well, we're going to practice praying here today. When you pray, how do you hold your hands when you pray? Some like this, some like this. You fold your hands. Anybody else do anything different? Often when I pray, I hold my hands like this. Not always. It just kind of depends. Sometimes I hold my hands like this. There are, your grandma does like this. Okay. There's, yeah, there's as many different people as there are. There's that many different ways to pray. There's no right or wrong way to pray other than God invites us to pray to him as much as we can. So let's pray, shall we? Okay, so let's pray however you want to pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for time to come and worship with you. We give you thanks that you are a God who promises to hear our prayers no matter when we pray and no matter how we pray. And we especially give you thanks this morning for baby Elise. Holy God, we are so excited that she was baptized here today and we got to share in that. And so as part of being a child of God, we pray for her today that she would grow up and know who you are and to know your love. And all God's children say, Amen. Thank you very much. You guys, you can go back and sit down. <clears throat> this week in my office and in my email, I don't know, I get a ton of email every day, 50, 60, 70 email. But somebody sent me an email, and I have to be honest, I don't typically open forwards just because there's so much other stuff I've got to get done. I don't usually have time. But somebody sent me a forward, and I don't even remember who it was, but if it was you, thank you, because you made it into my sermon. <laughs> and it was the inspiration I needed. Somebody sent me a forward that was about things I really don't understand. Um, and it was a list of things like, why is abbreviation such a long word? Um, why is it that when you're driving along and you're looking for an address, you turn the radio down? Why is a boxing ring square? Um, it was all of those kind of like crazy things. And what it was for me was a reminder that there are lots of things in this world we truly don't understand. And, you know, what was it that was so, so what was the best thing before we had sliced bread? I've always wondered that, you know. There are lots of things we don't understand in this life. And the truth is there are real things, too, that we don't understand. We don't understand why there's pain. We don't understand why it is that bad things happen to good people. We don't understand why it is that a 13-year-old boy can be just fine one minute out playing in the dirt and running up hills and down the other and playing ball and somewhere along the line he picks up a germ or a bacteria and the next minute he finds himself fighting for his own life. 
We don't understand things like accidents, about how it is you can get up every morning and, and go through the same motions, and you kiss your loved one goodbye, and you go through the day, and all of a sudden somebody crosses that stupid lane in the interstate, and they're really never coming home again. We don't understand that kind of stuff. And you and I, we could go on and on and on with all the things that we don't understand. We don't understand pain. We don't understand why it is that some people suffer. I don't understand why it is that a woman who had breast cancer 12 years ago is now dealing with cervical cancer. Wasn't one more than enough, you know? Why is it that people just can't figure out how to get along? Why is it that some prayers seem to go by unanswered? And I think our gospel lesson this morning, Luke 18, the parable that's set before us this morning, also points us to the answer maybe to that question, but I think even to a deeper question. And that is when it comes right down to it, what is it that we can really count on from God? When it all boils down, what is it we can really count on from God? Well, let's take a look at this morning's story. We have two people in our story, right, this morning? Who are they? Judge and a widowed woman, right? And the judge, what do we know about the judge? Is he a good guy? Nope. This guy has lots of issues, doesn't he? In fact, it says he's unjust. Um, we get the idea that he's pretty arrogant. Um, he has no time of day for this woman. None whatsoever. He's nasty. And, and he really is painted to be as nasty and as dirty as Scripture often does. Without outright in some places, there's one place in Scripture where somebody is literally called an idiot. Okay, he doesn't go that far, but it's pretty darn close. And then we have this widow woman. What do we know about her? Pardon? She is darn persistent, isn't she? She's very persistent. She has been treated unjustly by some opponent. And she keeps going to this judge over and over and over and over and over because she wants justice. She hungers for justice. And we're led to believe that odds are this woman probably desperately needs the justice for her own survival. She is, after all, a widow. Okay? And what we need to understand that even Levitical law tells us that it is the responsibility of the community to take care of the widows. So that really puts this judge in the esteem of really being a very, very bad guy. Because he's not even following the Levitical law that he should be. The very basics that he needs to be doing. So this guy keeps ignoring her and ignoring her and ignoring her. Now I don't know about you, but I would guess I have heard close to 50 or more sermons on this text. And every sermon on this text tells us all the time, well, you just have to be persistent in your prayer. You just got to keep coming to God, keep coming to God, keep coming to God with all your prayers, and, and God will eventually answer your prayers. And I am here to tell you that is a lie. That is wrong, and that is not at all what Jesus is saying to us. And if you say that to someone, I want you to understand that you could detrimentally be hurting them. Seriously, seriously hurting them. Because what it does when you say that, well, you just need to keep praying, just keep praying. Well, what does that mean then? That I just didn't pray enough and so my dad died anyway? Anybody here willing to tell me that? Are you telling me that, that Lori and Ken didn't pray enough and so Jeremy died? 
That's a horrible thing to tell to somebody. And all of us who have experienced a death, somebody has told you that along the way, haven't they? Or if you've had an illness, well, you just keep praying yourself on through it. It'll be okay. Just keep praying yourself on through it. That's not what this text is about. It's completely the opposite. This is a text where Jesus is setting up what God is not like. God is not like this judge. God is not this judge. And if anybody ever tells you that, stand up and tell them, no, it is so wrong. God is the opposite of this judge because what God does is is totally different. Let, Let me, this is a how much more than parable, okay? Let me explain to you this way. Let's say somebody comes into my office And they want to sit down with me. And we spend a couple hours nonstop. And during the time together, they confess something. It doesn't really matter what. Imagine whatever it is for you. And it was something really hard and really horrible. And they confess it in all kinds of detail. And during the time together, there's some weeping and crying. And at the end of the session or near the end of the session, in their sobbing, they say, how could God ever forgive me? I have to tell you, this scenario happens more often than you can imagine. How could God ever forgive me? It is because of this parable that I can say, look, you told me, and my heart goes out for you, And I want to help you, and and I want to help you get your life back together. And me, with all of my sinfulness, with all of my brokenness, if I could come to understand that, if I could be moved with pity and compassion, how much more then would God, who already loves you, be able to do that? This is a how much more than parable, okay? It's not that God is the judge, But God is so much more than the judge. And if this judge, who was so awful and so nasty and so arrogant, if if even that person could somehow finally be moved with pity about this woman, that he would grant her justice, how much more is God going to be willing to do that who already loves us and wants good for us and promises to hear us? Yes, you're right. The scripture does say to be persistent in prayer and to trust in the hope of God and that God hears our prayer. You're right. It does say that. But it says that as a word of comfort, that God is not like the judge, that you're going to go unheard time and time and time and time again. God does, first of all, promise to hear our prayers always always. God promises to go with us wherever we go, always. And God always promises to grant us mercy and compassion. No matter what your struggle is, no matter what your, what strife you're going through, God is not that judge who is pushing you away, but is begging you to come to him over and over again with everything that is on your heart. Because God 
is the God of compassion and love. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the podcast from All Saints Lutheran Church in Davenport, Iowa. Please know that you are welcome to visit and worship with us anytime you're in the Quad Cities. You can also find us online at www.allsaintsdavenport.org. We are missionaries proclaiming Christ, and we pray that you have a blessed week surrounded by His love.